0: Dad has been someone that's always been very kind of grounded and I've looked at him, his journey. So he escaped the uh, former uh, Czechoslovakia when the Russians were occupying there and came to America um, you know, had taken asylum in, in Greece. and I think just seeing kind of his journey and how he, you know, has always said, you know, obviously don't sweat the small stuff.
1: Welcome to 14 Minutes of Sass, the show where you can listen to the stories, and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. Part two of our conversation with Tyler Kablasa, founder and former CEO of CloudApp, a conversation that took place in Collision, New Orleans. Amongst other things, he talks a little bit about his daily routine and some of the attributes he believes make an entrepreneur successful. And of course, he talks about CloudApp and innovation.
2: Your value proposition, uh, I feel, is is speed, um, speed of communication, speed of ideation, ideation speed of creation and productivity. Um, it's definitely an app that that, that is that in, that improves productivity and creativity. Could you tell tell me is would that be an accurate statement? Uh, at no, least it's, partially. it's
0: spot on. Okay. It's, You know, how can we enable faster innovation, faster collaboration? Uh, replace text with visual content and you know, obviously we know, you know human beings think visually but we're still communicating in text everywhere that we work. Um, so if we can enable more intelligent, kind of smarter communication, faster communication, the end result is ROI to a business, uh, happier customer, happier NPS scores, um, more deals closed, really driving outcomes. Fantastic. So I think we're very kind of outcome driven as far as us enabling any of our users and customers to uh, achieve an outcome uh, in a more efficient manner. You've um, you've developed
2: some amazing customers, uh, relay listers like Zendesk, Twitch, Foursquare, Mailchimp, um, and you've got Airbnb, Uber, Facebook using you. Um, did it take? Did you work your way up uh, to get to those in- incredible labels? Uh, are you or are you now primarily a, a large enterprise play, or do you work with a lot of SMBs still? Yeah, so customers? I think
0: the the product was seeded in the kind of early adopter, kind of designer, developer community, and commonly early adopters will adopt a product that allows them to do something faster, smarter. Really, the, the productivity hackers, and that's led to uh, effectively companies starting to see how did you know Bob or Susie do X or Y, and um, you know, like one by one, accounts say, hey, actually, we need a, a business plan, and. Um, then that's obviously provided a means for the accounts to, to expand and grow, and us to nurture those. Um, and I think you know we obviously started off uh, you know with the kind of individual license model. So the business evolved into a you know team plans and business offerings, and then uh, kind of now more towards the enterprise. So we definitely still uh, serve the uh, two, three, four-person startup and their dog, up to the um, you know thousands of employees at um, some of these larger organizations. But uh, we're definitely focused on um, you know all of the above. Um, which is, you know, hard to, hard to have a focus, but at the same time if you look at the needs of a company with 1,000, 2,000 employees or, or 500, um, you know, security, compliance become very important. So I think that's one thing that we've, you know, doubled down on over the last, like, year or so. Um, but, yeah, definitely continue to serve all of the gamut, including, you know, free users and individual licenses for, you know, professionals or consultants. People come at things from such different angles. What would a
2: normal day of the week be like for yourself yeah
0: so i think uh first step uh you know get that alarm clock going and try to wake up to uh start off with a little bit of journaling so i've been really starting to kind of build that practice more thoroughly and so try to bucket that into like you know 10 15 minutes max um really starting with questions like where are you now physically sitting how are you feeling why what did you learn from yesterday um trying to look at actionable what can you bring into the today um, and then maybe you know a good like 10, 15 minute meditation. So this is still a practice I'm trying to develop and build. Recently started working with a executive coach, and uh, then uh, you know we're our offices in Soma, uh, kind of close to Fifth and Howard, and you know we commonly have different uh, you know department meetings or um, you know obviously all hands staff meetings. Um, definitely quite a bit of effort these days on recruiting. Uh, in the process of you know, scaling, scaling the team. So we're about 21 now total. We've got our headquarters in San Francisco, which is about uh, nine to 10, and then also a office uh, down uh, south of the border. So, uh, Congratulations, yeah. it's, a,
2: it's a great achievement. Um, w- one thing I do notice is that uh, uh, entrepreneurs in the, in the Bay Area, um, a lot of them uh, get into meditation. Um, I think more than Europeans do. Um, and I've no doubt in my mind, because uh, the, the, it must be working for you guys, um, you know, what have you noticed uh, that that gives you, um, that that adds to, your,
0: to you on a daily basis? Yeah, I think it gives you a sense of clarity and some time to actually block out time for you, which is common when you're thinking about, uh, whether that be your business, your team, uh, as well as, you know, friends and family and taking time for your, your you know, you. <laughs> um, and just really trying to understand where you are mentally and just let thoughts come and go and just being aware. And I think self-awareness is one thing that we're all, uh, struggling with even more and more with modernization. And if you look at the, uh, you know, rates today of, uh, depression, anxiety, and stress, and with all this modernization has resulted with Um, you know, these other new uh, trends. And I think it's critical that we really take time and, you know, practices, obviously, like yoga and whether that be, you know, getting cardio in and eating healthy and trying to create a a ritual and a practice. Um, There's a a book called uh, How to Be the Luckiest Person Alive uh, by uh, uh, James uh, Alter. Oh, I'd love to Um, read that. And uh, kind of, he kind of went through that journey and also kind of built out a practice. And I think it definitely has, has resonated and trying to Like what is your practice and having one and trying to create discipline, especially with there's so much going on and whether that be events and calls and meetings and um, whoever it might be that um, you you might be um, kind of connecting with. I'm
2: actually writing down how to be the luckiest person alive, because it's one of the best book titles I've ever heard. And if it's helping you, I definitely want to have a read of it. You've piqued my curiosity there, Tyler. what would you, uh, are, what are you not good at then? If we talk about self awareness, what, what's the one thing you'd love to improve, or what's the one thing you just accept that you're not good at and you will always have a co founder do or, or an employee do?
0: Yeah, I'd say definitely, uh, again, self awareness I think is a journey, and just more and more finding yourself in the now and reminding yourself if you're not thinking about the past or the future, are you present? So this is an ongoing, ongoing journey. It's definitely, I think, a challenge for myself, a challenge for, I think, most. Um, but I'd say definitely on our team, um, I think you know, it's nice to create broad strokes in the clay uh, and then have uh, team members that are very kind of in the details. Um, you know, as a small team, you know, start to get into all, all the numbers and the modeling and all that wonderful jazz and, and you know definitely falls a lot onto the executive team. So um, definitely, you know, we try to lean on others on our team uh, sometimes with those, you know, three-letter, like, MBA things and um, to lean on as far as some of the, the, the finance side and just all the modeling. Um, so definitely wouldn't say um, the details on that. However, at the same time I uh, definitely love kind of getting in the details on product uh, as well as kind of all the, the branding messaging and um, kind of very detailed on to kind of customer-facing, uh, internal operations. I think we, we do our best, but lean on others to um, try to fill those gaps.
2: What's the one personal quality
0: uh, that you feel has helped you succeed in life? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think uh, just definitely my, my dad has been someone that's always been very kind of grounded and I've looked at him, his journey. So he escaped the uh, former uh, Czechoslovakia when the Russians were occupying there and came oh, to America, wow. um, you know, had taken asylum in, in Greece. And I think just seeing kind of his journey and how he you know, has always said, you know, obviously don't sweat the small stuff, um, so I, I, definitely, um, have really kind of taken to heart that and also learned and am still learning how to not react to different, uh, um, experiences cause that only kind of induces whether that be more stress or anxiety or unhappiness or whatever it is. So, um, definitely that's, I'd say one, one trait that I kind of picked up from a dad and he's never seemed stressed. He's always said he's quote unquote loose as a goose. So your dad is a massive influence in uh, yeah, your life. I think so. Is he your hero? Uh,
2: definitely. That's very cool. Um, what's your vision for a cloud app uh, going forward? I mean, you do have a cool app. You've got traction. I think you've over 2 million users or something yeah, like this. What's the next kind of, uh, the next step or the next stage over the next two or three years?
0: Yeah, so we definitely are investing heavily in uh, AI and machine learning. Um, Again, the goal here is how can we allow uh, teams, businesses, professionals to work smarter, faster. So today, you know, we effectively call the intelligent visual communication platform. Um, As we evolve the platform into more of a full blown productivity suite, uh, really kind of bringing together a kind of best in class series of uh, different solutions that live within the platform. So as Cloud Up kind of evolves into more of a platform uh, for various productivity uh, kind of hooks. So okay. uh, if we kind of look at this, you know, one, two, three years out, um, definitely around how can we, again, enable uh, individuals to communicate faster, uh, work smarter, and really kind of be that kind of invisible yet uh, kind of uh, accompanying um, offering that is in their toolkit to get their job done and help them succeed.
2: How do you think the rise, uh, the imminent rise, really? I I think of the voice interface is going to affect uh, cloud app. Uh, Is it something you can embrace as part of your productivity platform, or is it a
0: challenge? How do you see it? I think it's huge. Uh, I'm an avid user and proponent of a product called Fin. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but uh, you know they leverage you know text-based inputs, uh, also voice-based inputs. So I think if we look at how uh, the brain thinks and is able to communicate, voice is obviously one of the fastest mechanisms to get anything out until we can be reading our thoughts. I think the next step is just to, if you can verbalize it, and then you can have intelligent um, you know, machine learning powered engines that are able to understand what the objective is of that. So whether that be creating tasks, workflows, um, definitely I know we're, we're, we're working on those things.
2: Ah. Uh, that was going to be my next question, actually, because with that many users, uh, with that much communication going on on your platform, you, you are generating a massive amount of data, a well, large amount of data, um, so you are actually looking into how you may
0: have a, a, a machine learning stroke deep learning type strategy with this. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we definitely, you know, as of today, generate you know, millions of these uh, shares monthly, so millions of pieces of content. And uh, obviously, the, um, within content, whether that be images, video, um, or even kind of audio clips, uh, there's a huge amount of um, information that can be leveraged to enable that user to achieve their outcome faster. So even if it was like a, a support person understanding the context of a workflow, responding to a ticket, and within that ticket, knowing that, hey, maybe this piece of content can answer that, uh, help that customer faster. So definitely going kind of much deeper into all of the Uh, ML, AI, kind of deep learning technologies, and also doing that for uh, compliance reasons and uh, enterprise use cases. And uh, I
2: suppose they're two of the hottest trends right now, uh, machine learning and um, uh, voice interfaces. Are there any other tech trends, uh, relevant or not relevant to your business that excite you today? I
0: think those are the most interesting. And again, looking at how, quote unquote, AI which I actually, I don't think AI is really a thing. It's more what, with machine learning, it's deep learning. Uh, it's building models to understand you know, patterns and relevance. Um, I think the, the crypto trend in my opinion is 99%. Uh, there's a lot of noise and not much substance. Again, it's the solution looking for a problem. Yeah. So uh, definitely I'm very excited about machine learning and kind of deep learning and then also how um, these new types of interfaces, looking at augmented reality, VR, um, when does the screen in front of us start to disappear? Um, and what does that look like in the business workflow of uh, you know, the future? So uh, Mark Weiser's prophetic words
2: about uh, computing power disappearing into the environment, and uh, devices like this that only exist for computing uh, pretty much disappearing um would you agree that that's an inevitability definitely
0: yeah i think uh, the first step is looking at like augmented reality and vr um obviously google glass was a a nice first attempt um but if you can really start to imagine even our desktops like even if the desktop is still sitting here on on with a flat screen like what does augmented reality look like on the desktop yeah how do you get contextual awareness of everything you're interacting with um, whether that be on a flat screen or in a three-dimensional virtual reality yeah uh, and, you know, are you, uh, have you any thoughts in terms of cloud app and how it may evolve with that or is that a tiny bit far out at this stage? Uh, it's far out, but I mean, keeping in mind that we uh, you know, have users that uh, share, you know, millions of these pieces of content monthly, um, definitely we're thinking very actively about it. I uh, really appreciate you
2: giving us your precious time here on 14 Minutes of SaaS and I wish you every success.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Stephen. Really appreciate it. Since these interviews, Tyler
1: has overseen a major investment by Adobe and CloudApp, bringing total funding under his five-year watch to $6 million. He since left his role as CEO, but remains part of the board of directors. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating.